You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's have a look at what the newspapers were saying about South Africa and particularly the election over the weekend and this morning with Katie Katapodis, who is the founder and CEO of Nala Media. And I can hear from the background, that uh, Katie, that you are somewhere that is not a quiet room. Where are you? You seem to be walking around <laughs> in a sort of a vibrant, newsy sort of atmosphere. Uh, absolutely right. I'm walking around in the headquarters of Newsroom Africa. It's a new television station that has just launched on Channel 405 on DSTV here in South Africa. Yeah. And um, this has been my home for the past few months, actually, as I do a consultancy here. And we finally went on air last week. And it's been outstanding. I can't lie. I mean, lots and lots of energy. So if you're hearing a lot of noise behind me, it's this very energetic and very, very vibrant place, Lindsay, that I find myself in. And I have found a tiny corner here, although someone might interrupt us. That's all right. Um, I, must, I must also say to you that I'm sitting in a room here, and in front of me there is a table with about 24 champagne glasses. Oh, dear. Uh, little plates knives and little forks. So I'm anticipating yet another victory party or celebratory something after one of the shows has just gone live. So if we're interrupted, it's going to be by lots of screaming and shouting and yays and whoop whoops because another successful show has just been live. Well, let's hope it's successful. Is there a place for this channel in South Africa? Because media in South Africa, when it comes to television anyway, to me is on the decline. So why do you feel that this is going to be a success? So I definitely, definitely think there's a, there's a place for another um, 24-hour news station. Bearing in mind, Lindsay, that we've actually only got two at the moment. It's only the SABC and it's only ENCA. So we only have those two voices. So a third one is really important. I think it's very good for competition. I think it's extremely good for the media landscape as well to have all of these plurality of voices yes. um, and different voices. You know, the other big thing and the challenge is that, you know, South Africa had ANN7, the dreaded ANN7 before. And that was the Gupta-owned channel. It was a propaganda channel. They did fake news, actually. And um, stories of what actually happened at ANN7 are only starting to emerge now. And the true nature of the chaos there are now only starting to emerge. And we really get a sense of how the Jacob Zuma government tried to control the media and, in fact, did control this channel in particular. You know, reporters are coming forward now and saying things like, we were deployed to press conferences, but were told what to ask. And it was very, very much agenda-driven. And we were very embarrassed because we thought that we had, we had signed up to a good TV news channel and we didn't want to go and ask agenda driven questions. We wanted to ask questions that were good for the country, good for South Africa, good for journalism. But um, essentially, the ANN bosses, who were the Guptas, were doing the bidding for Jacob Zuma, and they made that very, very clear. So that means that Newsroom Africa on Channel 405 has an even greater challenge of, of proving its absolute independence from, from being a so-called captured media, if you like. 
Okay, so this is an SABC, but with an independent bent, if you like. And is there going to be news? I'm sorry, we should be talking about the newspapers over the weekend, but this fascinates me now. Is there going to be an international leaning? Is there going to be business? Is there going to be sport? Or is this purely within the boundaries of the Republic of South Africa and, and politics and daily news and all that sort of stuff, which can occasionally sort of overwhelm one? Mm, it certainly can. No, this covers everything. This covers local news. It covers news on the continent. It covers news internationally. And and it doesn't shy away from anything. It's got business. It's got news. It's got sport. It's got weather. It's got the currencies. It's got all of those good features that any credible news station needs to have. The one difference, though, that, that um, the channel heads are hoping will differentiate it from the other channels is they want to prioritize people's voices. So they want to put the who before the what in the story. Who is being affected? Who is talking? Who is this about? As opposed to the what. What is it about? And I'm really looking forward to that. You know, their, their promises are, are grand. So they promise to be bold. They promise to be inspiring. They promise to be disruptive. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing whether or not those promises are going to come true in terms of the type of storytelling they do. And I've got every confidence in the world that they do. Already some of the stories we've seen um, have been told in a very different way. You know, there was a stunning story, Ed, last week about the water crisis in Guiani, yeah. which is one of the provinces in South Africa, or in one of the provinces, I should rather say, in South Africa. And the entire story was just told from the perspective of a very old woman. I think she's an octogenarian, actually, in her 80s telling her story um, in her language about her water issues. At no point did you even hear a reporter's voice, but it was so gripping and it was so powerful that it certainly prioritized the who in that instance. So I'm, I'm really, I've got a lot of confidence and a lot of hope that this channel will deliver very interesting news in a media landscape that's become a bit boring, actually, a bit bland. It is very boring. It's really, really bland. And the election is really, really bland as well. And just before you go, just on Newsroom Africa, is it going to be a situation where the Steve Hoffmeyers and the Julius Malemas of this world will both have a voice? No voice can be denied, and no voice in South Africa and in the news landscape can ever be denied. The reality is that they also can't abuse the platform, though. And if, if either one of them wants to come onto the platform to spew hate speech, then I don't think that's going to be tolerated. It should never be tolerated, actually. But, but essentially, I get the point you're trying to make, Lindsay. It's both sides of the story. In fact, they say there are three sides of a story here. It's the two sides you'll hear elsewhere, and then the third, which is the truth, they say, or the viewer. So the viewer certainly has a really big influence on, on, on the kinds of stories told as well. I hope it's a success and I hope that the advertisers and sponsors will will support you and we'll, we'll watch this with considerable interest in the future on Channel 405. Race for, talking about SABC as you were earlier on, race for funding to keep SABC on air is something in the Sunday Times. It says the SABC is on the brink of a blackout due to its crippling debt, says the CEO. A blackout is like ESCO. I mean, this is a state-owned enterprise that is blacking us out. And should it be rescued or should it just be let to, allowed to die a dignified or rather undignified death? So I definitely don't think that the SABC should be allowed to die any kind of death, actually. Um, a country needs a public broadcaster. We need the SABC. 
Um, but it's going through chaos at the moment. And this latest warning by the CEO is just another warning of how dire things are there. I don't know if you're aware, but the COO was fired um, a few days ago, actually. He was fired after going to a disciplinary hearing. The SABC has been in turmoil for a really long time. Now they don't have a COO anymore. Uh, they didn't have one before because you'll remember there was that um, much larger than life character by the name of Claudia Motswaneng who used to yes. occupy that position. And um, some would say that he was not just larger than life, but uh, uh, rather batty as well, you know. Um, that's certainly not something that I would say, but I know that is something that many would say. <laughs> yes, that's what I used to say when I, would, when I wanted to put forward something on air, on radio, on television. I used to say, used to say some people would say this, and that's exactly yes. what you've done now. So, well done. Uh, you and I so <laughs> come, some, come from some the same. Some people would say, uh, sources close to the issue would say this. Um, Jacob Zuma's hidden hand in Cyril Ramaphosa plot, it says here, in the, again, in the Sunday Times or the Times Live. Former President Jacob Zuma and his, his ANC Secretary General have been directly linked to some sort of plot to oust Ramaphosa. Why doesn't Mr. Zuma, with his 200 million rand ranch in his homeland, why doesn't he just go quietly and, and shut up? If I was on the brink of being exposed as a corrupter and a fraudulent stealer, I would just keep really, really quiet. But no, apparently not. He's out there again. Well, you see, this is a really fascinating story for me, Lindsay. I find this very interesting because they're saying that they've got this hidden hand in this new political party called ATM. Yes. Now, what's interesting for me about this, and in <laughs> fact it links to the very first part of the conversation we were having, is that the allegation also is that ATM was funded or is being funded by the Guptas. The Guptas, as you'll recall, who owned the discredited ANN7 channel, which was then bought over by a man called Mzwanele Manyi, who is now the face of the ATM. So it's fascinating because the Gupta link continues and the Gupta stories continue to a large degree to dominate the media space here in South Africa. And I'm very interested to know exactly what it's all about because the reality is when Mzwalele Mani launched his political party, many, many an eyebrow was raised. Where did he get the funding? What is this party for? And was it set up just to try and dilute the support of the ANC? Because we're going mm. to the polls on Wednesday. It's in 48 hours from now. Is it 48 hours? Yeah, it's two days from now. <laughs> uh, we're going to the polls. And and the, the big question being asked then, both about Claudia Motswaneng's political party and about Mzwanele uh, Manye's um, ATM, is, is there a hidden hand behind it? And is it being specifically done to dilute the support of the ANC. Uh, the other part of the, of, the, of the allegation there is that the former president, Jacob Zuma, wants the party to be diluted and wants the ANC to possibly get fewer votes only because it will, it will prove a whole lot of things about his leadership. So a really interesting story that we've got to follow very closely. We often say follow the money in politics because it's the money that will lead you to the actual truth. Um, and I think this is one such instance. We need to certainly, as the South African media, follow the money when it comes to the ATM. If the ATM does dilute the domination of the ANC and make the political environment more uh, inclusive and more dynamic, then fantastic. Even if the ATM's 
motives are not pure. And do you think that the the fact that it's the African Transformation Movement and ATM is the acronym, do you think that irony is lost on them because of you know the looting? <laughs> do you think it's lost on them? Do you not think that the PR company, the marketing company behind the ATM couldn't have looked at that and said, no, we can't call it that because it's a cash withdrawal system? <laughs> I, I personally think they might have even done it on purpose, actually. You really um, think so? I don't know what to make of it. I honestly don't know what to make of it. I don't think it's going to dilute the ballot very much. And I think we're still dealing um, with a scenario where you've got the, the three main political parties in the form of the ANC, the DA and the EFF really dominating uh, the political scene here. And I think they're going to take the lion's share when it comes to these elections. What else have you seen over the weekend? Because it's all about politics, but it's a little bit uh, anemic when it comes to uh, the the dynamics. It's not as if one poll or one article is going to shift it from 35% ANC to 38% DA or something like that. We know what's going to happen. Do you think there's any chance of something happening that means Mr Ramaphosa might have a chance of being removed by parties or one party that has a political agenda, if you like. Mm. No, I don't believe that. I do believe that the ANC will come in with a victory. Um, The big question now is by how much? Will it be an overwhelming majority? What percentage are we looking at? I saw two very interesting polls last week published on the same day, the one which puts the ANC at around 51-52%, and the other one published on exactly the same day, putting the ANC at just over 60%. And we all know what happened in um, the US elections with the polling and how desperately wrong the, the pollsters got it there. Uh, nobody predicting that Donald Trump would have won there. So I think it's going to be a difficult one to say exactly by how much the ANC will win. But I do think that there is definitely um, a victory on the cards for them at the moment. Yeah, I think so too. It'll be fascinating. And we will review mm. these uh, fascinating developments that will play out. Probably we'll know the whole result by uh, late Thursday evening, early Friday morning, but we'll speak about it again on Monday. Katie Catapodis, just re- reiterate and tell us again where you are and the newsroom uh, that has 24 champagne glasses and little forks. <laughs> Well, no one's coming to celebrate just yet, uh, which makes me think that either I've missed out on the um, on the champagne or I'm hours early, but it's fine. So it's Channel 405, it's Newsroom Africa, and yeah, it holds really very, very great hopes, I think, for the South African media landscape. Very good. Katie Katapodis, founder and CEO of Nala Media, thanks so much for your time. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za.